Have you ever seen our, our preschool kids? They get to go to story time. Down here in the library, uh, once or twice a month, and Miss Sherry reads them a book. So today, for Mother's Day, we're starting with story time. So you guys are the little kids. They usually come and sit down on the floor around her, but listen up for story. Here we go. Are you my mother? A mother bird sat on her egg. The egg jumped. Oh, oh, she said, my baby will be here and he will want to eat. So I must go and get my baby bird something to eat, but I will be back. So she went away. The egg jumped. It jumped and jumped and jumped. And then out popped the baby bird. Is my mother, said the baby bird. I will go and look for her. I look up. He did not see her. He looked down. He did not see her. I will go and look for her, he said. So he went down, 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 down out of the tree he went. And it was a long way down. The baby bird could not fly. But... He could walk. Now we'll go and find my mother. But he did not know what his mother looked like, and he went right by her. He did not see her. He came to a kitten. Are you my mother? He asked the kitten. The kitten just looked and looked. It did not say a thing. So the kitten was not his mother. So he went on. Then he came to a hen. Are you my mother? He said to the hen. No, said the hen. Well, the kitten was not his mother, and the hen was not his mother. So the baby bird went on. I have to find my mother, but where could she be? Then he came to a dog. Are you my mother? He said to the dog. I am not your mother. I am a dog, said the dog. (laughs) Well, the kitten was not his mother, and the hen was not his mother, and the dog was not his mother. So the baby bird went on. Now he came to a cow. Are you my mother? He said to the cow. How could I be your mother when I'm a cow? Said the cow. (laughs) (sighs) Well, the kitten and the hen were not his mother, and the dog and the cow were not his mother. Did he have a mother? I did have a mother, said the baby bird. I know I did. I will have to find her. I will, I will, I will. And so now the baby bird did not walk, but he ran. Then he saw an old car. Could that old thing be his mother? No, it could not. The baby bird did not stop. He just ran on and on and on. Now he looked way, way down, and he saw a boat. Oh, there she is, he said, and he called to the boat. But the boat did not stop. The boat went on and on. Then he looked way up, and he saw a big plane. Here I am, Mother, here I am. But the plane did not stop. The plane went on. 
And just then, the baby bird saw a big thing. Oh, this must be his mother. There she is. There's my mother, he said. And then he ran right up to it. Mother, 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 here I am, mother, he said to the big thing. But the big thing just said, snort. <laughs> oh, no, you are not my mother. You, you are a snort, and I have to get out of here. But the baby bird could not get away. The snort went up. It went way, way up. And up, up, up went the baby bird. And now, where was this snort going? Oh, no. Oh, no. What is this snort going to do to me? Get me out of here. And just then, the snort came to a stop. <laughs> where am I? I? I just want to go home. And I want my mother! <laughs> And then something happened. The snort put the baby bird right back in the tree, and the baby bird was home. And just then, his mother came back. Do you know who I am? said her baby bird. Yes, I know who you are, said the baby bird. You are not a kitten. You are not a kin. You are not a dog. You are not a cow. You are not a boat or a plane. And you are not a snort. You are a bird, and you are my mother. The end. All right. Thank you, Sherry. So that's the title today. Are you my mother? And you may think, what does this have to do with Mother's Day? You know, Pastor Stormy's been doing a series on inner vows and the vows that we make. And um, for the past few weeks, it seemed like every service he would mention something about how people have made a vow that would say, and they would say, I'll never be like my mom. I'll never do those things that she did. And week after week, I would feel the Lord dealing with my heart and that this was what I needed to speak on. And I'll tell you, I didn't want to do this because it's not like the, yay, celebrate mom message, but it's a message of healing and it's a message of hope that God wants to give to each one of us. So um, you have a handout and there's going to be answers up here. So you don't have to worry. You will get the answers. Okay. If you don't want to fill it out, no pressure either. So what we're going to be talking about is a mother today. And a mother is a verb. It's not just a noun, but it's a verb. It's a verb that means to do something. Okay. And what does a mother do? A mother takes care of something or looks after something with great tenderness. That's what a mother does. With great tenderness, she takes care of us. And the first place we find a mother, if you'll look in your Bible in Genesis 3 and verse 20, Genesis 3:20, it says, Then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. That the word Eve sounds like a Hebrew term that means to give life. And that's what a mother does. A mother gives life to her child. You know, I think it's very interesting that when God uh, made his plan of salvation and he chose for his son to come, he didn't just drop him on the earth, did he? No, Jesus was born. He 
came through Mary. She gave him life. She was the mother of him. So all creation has a mother. Your mother gives you life, and she's one of the most important people in your whole world. God gives her to you to protect you, to nurture you, to mature you. She takes on part of God's loving nature and transfers that love to you. And your mom is right there in the middle of you becoming you. Everything that you are, your mom was right there in the middle of it. And it's in our mom's arms that we learn safety and trust. In her arms, we learn safety and trust and that we're not alone in this world. Psalm 22.9 is going to be our theme scripture today. We'll look at it a couple of times. Psalm 22.9 says, Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. Mothering is the most significant, demanding, and underpaid job in the whole world. Now, I'm not discounting fatherhood. We know fathers have a place, and I'm glad that father, we have fathers in our lives. But today we're focusing on mothers, the one who gave life to us. It's a significant occupation and profession in life. And not only does the quality of your relationship with your mother dictate how well things go between the two of you, it drastically impacts all other areas of your life. You know, they do uh, scientific uh, research about people who get along well in relationships. And they call it that they have an emotional IQ. And when you are socially adjusted, you, you do well in social interaction, they can trace that back to having a positive relationship early in your life with a mother or a mothering figure. And so a mother impacts all the other areas of our life. The success of that relationship does. For the most part, our emotional development is determined by two things. Number one, how we are mothered. That's very important. How someone mothers us. And then number two, how we have responded to that mothering, how you responded to the mothering. How many of you were a little bit of a rascal when you were being mothered by someone? Anybody give your mother a little bit of a hard time? Are you going to be honest or were you perfect angels? No, we have a part to play as well. Um, sometimes the mother is reaching out and they're trying to love and they're trying to nurture and we're the ones that are doing our own thing and, and putting, you know, a block up and not accepting that mothering. So for the most part, those two things affect our emotional development. Have you ever met someone who emotionally is very immature? You think, man, they're an adult, but they act like they're about 12 years old. You can trace that back, and it's because of that relationship with their mother and some things and how they went wrong there. Um, what we learned in our relationship with our mother deeply affects 
every area in our adult life. This isn't just children we're talking about. Our relationship with our mother deeply affects every area of our adult life. There's a man in our church, and he shared his story with us about how when he was born, his mother didn't really want him. She didn't love him, and from the time he, from every since he remembers, from when his memory began, he never remembers his mother ever loving him. His mother would beat him, and she would beat him and beat him, not just a little bit, but she just kept on, and she would tell him awful things. Why can't you be like your sister? Why are you like this? And he admits, he said, I wasn't an easy child, but he said, I never, I never could understand why. Why couldn't she love me? Why couldn't she nurture me? He even shared that up until the age of 13 to 14, he wet the bed every night because of all this trauma and this not being loved by his mother. And he's, he never could remember her ever reaching out to him, ever loving him. So he had some broken places inside of him. He was missing some things, missing the love. So when he didn't get that at home from his mother, he began to look for other things. And those other things in his case were drugs and alcohol. And he began to turn to those things to try to fill that void that was left in his heart from not being mothered. And he turned to that and he turned to it. And it ended up being a 30-year addiction in his life. He even was sent to prison as a result of a lot of these choices that he made. And he said while he was in prison, he was going to commit suicide. And right in the middle of trying to take his own life, he said that the Lord came down and spoke to him and came into his heart and he received God. But guess what God asked him to do? When God came in and started healing him, the Lord told him, you've got to forgive your mother. And the great news is, he did forgive her. It was a process. It wasn't just like an immediate, oh, yes, you know, everything's fine. But he forgave her. And he began to walk some things out. And he shared with me that years later, he got to lead his mother into a relationship with Christ as well. So God truly got to come in and redeem that relationship. But it has affected him through his adult life. That lack of mothering affected him. He carried that into his adult life. See, some of us didn't connect with our mothers growing up the way that we should have. And you know what? We're like the lost little bird. We're wandering around, looking, looking to relationships, looking to alcohol, looking to drugs, looking to anything else. Maybe it's looking to a job. Wanting something to fill that void on the inside of us that was left from not being mothered properly. The good news is that when we aren't mothered perfectly, God will provide others to fill in the gaps. He can redeem our early experience, either building on the good our mother did, which is great. If you had a great mother, good for you. God will come into your life and he just builds on that foundation and takes you to a higher place. 
But if you're one of those that didn't have the foundation of good mothering, God will come in and he will provide those basic essentials that our mother may have missed. Mothers meet five basic needs in our life for the child. Here's the five basic needs. The first one is safety. Think about when a baby is born. Can they keep themselves safe? No, they can't do anything for themselves. So a mother brings safety to that child. The second thing is nurture. She nurtures them, grows them. Just like you nurture a plant, a mother is there to nurture our lives and help us to grow. A mother brings trust. This is the third thing a mother brings. She helps us learn to trust. The fourth thing, belonging. A mom can make us feel like we belong to a family. We belong here. And that's a need that all of us have. And then the last thing is love. We all want to be loved by someone. These five needs are universal to all people. Everyone needs these. And if you get these, you're on the road to healthy development. You're going to have healthy relationships as an adult. Studies have shown that health, physical development, and learning are all affected by the quality of our early attachments. You've probably heard of that, about the lack of bonding and how that affects people. And I started thinking about that, and I went and did a little bit of research. And did you know that serial killers, they have traced back their profile and that almost invariably those serial killers did not bond with their mother. They did not have those early attachments. And when a child does not bond to someone, they are going to either die or they're going to act out because all of us have to have that nurture in our lives. So to function well, we need that basic security that comes from mothering. And remember our theme scripture, Psalm 22.9? They're going to put it back up here again. Our relationship with our mother affects our ability to trust and to love and receive love. Remember, it says, yet you brought me, this is God, safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. The idea of trust in God is connected to be able, being able to trust in our earliest relationships. How can you trust someone like God when he says, I want to love you, I want to have a relationship with you when from a child you've been let down and you were not taught to trust and taught to love and taught that you belonged in that family. So what if we did not get these basic needs met when we were a child? This is not a message to put down any mother, okay? I don't want anyone to feel guilt and shame because none of us are perfect. There is no perfect mother, okay? This is not for that. But what if we as, a, as our own person did not get some of those needs met? There is good news, okay? If your mom didn't nurture you, protect you, love you the way that you needed to be loved. See, as adults... We can't go back to mom and ask her to remother us, okay? That's just not going to happen. Our growth is not her job anymore. It's our job. 
Okay? Our job now is to grow, to grow. We must now grow up and take responsibility for ourselves. Our life and what we do with it, the outcome of our life depends on us. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. We're going to have to stand before God. When you get to the judgment seat one day and stand before him, and you all will, he's not going to say, well, what'd your mom do? What did your husband do? What did your dad do? No, he's going to look at you and say, what did you do with the life that you had? And like I said, we can't change the past. We can't change the things that have already happened. All we can do is start from today and change the future, not just for us, but for the generations that are going to follow us. You know, if you go in a bookstore today, if you go to Barnes & Noble and you go to the self-help section, you're going to find a lot of books that talk about how do you overcome these things. And it talks about, like I talked about, like, you know, if you don't bond with your mother and early attachments. But we can have all the self-help books ever printed and still not change. We need more than information. You know what's going to heal us? We need relationship. Relationships are what are going to heal our lives. First with Christ, then with other safe, godly people who have our best interest at heart. Healthy relationships help us learn to connect together and fill up those empty places in our lives. As we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we allow him to come in and we open up our hearts and he begins to heal us. Then we have some skills and he'll start bringing other people into our lives and we open up our lives to them. And I know some of you are saying, no, 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 I was hurt by people. Why would I want people then to come in? And some of us were really good at putting a wall up in relationships. We're really good at not letting anyone know the real us, not letting anyone, anyone see those deep hurt places inside of us. And you know what? You've learned to survive. You've learned to cope by not having those things. But God wants to come in and he wants you to put down those walls And he wants to have relationship with you. And he wants to send people to give you healthy relationships. And as I was beginning to uh, put my message together, I started looking around the church. And I saw a lot of examples of these types of relationships. So I'm going to give you some examples up here. So the first one, this is Donna. Many of you know Donna. And this is Kirsten and Danielle. And uh, Donna has a very interesting testimony. Um, If you've never heard all of it, I can't even begin to tell you all of it. God's really done a work in her life. But Kirsten and Danielle, they have moms. But they're away from their moms at college. And how many of you know your first years at college can be very difficult? You have to learn to make your own way in the world. And you make choices. 
sometimes we don't make the best choices when we get out there and think we're adults. And, uh, you know, God, if we'll open up our hearts, God sends people. And Donna came into their life, and Donna has just taken them under her wing. And she hasn't replaced their mothers, but she's loved them and nurtured them. The interesting thing about Donna is that she never had any biological children. But she married a man that had three girls. And through a series of events beyond her control, there was a divorce, and Donna had to give up her adoptive rights to those girls. And it broke her heart. But what's really cool is that the youngest one of those three girls was named Kirsten. And she's the exact same age as the Kirsten that God has brought now into her life. The next one, this is Kara and Michelle. And again, Michelle has a mother, but Michelle grew up in a home that wasn't uh, very affirming to her. It was quite dysfunctional, and um, she didn't learn how to have healthy relationships. And so Michelle's come into our church, and Kara has been like a mom to her, and she has been able to speak some things into her life and really be there in the tough times for Michelle. The next one, this is Christy and Ariel. And Ariel came into the church. We met her at my father's house a couple of years ago. When Ariel would come to church, she would be by herself. And she'd come down here and she'd sit by herself. Any of y'all ever come to a new church and you're by yourself and you feel really stupid? But I saw Christy reach out and she has just accepted Ariel and loved her. And it was really sweet at the mother-daughter banquet last week. I looked over and guess who's sitting at Christy's table? Not just her own daughter, but she's enlarged her circle and she's included Ariel in. The next one, this is Rachel. Rachel's sitting out here today, and uh, this little guy, he was born to a very young mama, and I even got to talk to his biological mother last week, and she had him for about a year, and she was not able to take care of him. As many young mothers are not, they don't have the skills. He went to a grandma and was there for a while, and Rachel was a friend and neighbor of the grandma. And Rachel came into his life, and she's now his legal guardian, and she is raising this little guy up to be a godly man. And last week, we got to dedicate him to the Lord. So thank you, Rachel. The next one, this is Monica. Is Monica here today? Yes, there she is, her and Raul back there. I just salute them. These three beautiful girls are not their biological children. They are foster kids. And uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but they are the sweetest little girls. The little one, Ava, she just runs up every time I see her and she says, hi, friend, and she wants a hug. But you would never know they were not their children because they have just reached out and loved them like they were their own. See, with so many times we think, well, I only have enough love for my own kids. No, God enlarges our hearts, and he helps us to love. Thank you, Monica and Raul, for what you're sowing into those girls' lives. The next one, this is Pastor Jimmy. 
and his mother. She was here in our service last week. And uh, Pastor Jimmy, his youngest sister, has made some choices, uh, haven't been very positive, and she's had multiple children and hasn't been able to take care of them. And through a series of events, um, they were taken away from his sister and Jimmy's mother, who herself has had cancer multiple times, stepped up and said, I'll raise those kids. She was already raising the oldest grandson, and she took the next three kids, and she's raising them. And I honor her for that. And then the next one, this is Risa. Is Risa here today? Risa, um, she herself would tell you that she's not really the mothering type. She's not real nurturing, even though she has children. But God really has opened up her heart. When we went to the orphanage in Mexico, Risa met this little girl named Martha. And God just really connected them together. And she reached out to Martha, who doesn't have a mom. And when Martha needed her school expenses paid, she couldn't go to school. Risa stepped up and said, I'll do that. She's been like a mother now to Martha taking care of her. And then this is Stella and Roseanne, and they're both over here today. And Roseanne's mom passed away, and she didn't have a mom. And Roseanne went through a very tough time a few months ago. And I've seen Miss Stella just step in and be like a mother to her. See, so many times we're looking and we think, well, if it's not this mom, then I can't have, you know, what I need. No, God will use anybody. There's someone here that's not even a female that I'd like to honor today. Big Bob, would you stand up? I didn't get a picture of him, so I'll let you show him. This is Bob Ham. And let me tell you a little bit about Bob. Bob runs the Faith Center. Keep standing, Bob. I know he would not, he, he probably would have revolted had I told him that I was going to do this. Bob is the director out at the Faith Center. And I've seen that same heart that Bob takes people who are broken, people who have had needs that have looked to other things to meet those needs and have made a lot of bad choices in their life. And I've seen Bob. Just reach out and touch them and bring them. And he brings a whole van load of people usually from the Faith Center. And I honor you, Bob, for what you've done to reach out and love and nurture. Thank you. So you see, all these people that I showed you have in one way or another provided those needs that we need from a mother, safety and nurture, love and belonging. Okay, they've reached out and done those things, trust. So number one, we have to look to Christ to come in and change our heart to meet our needs. And then number two, God will bring those relationships into our life to nurture us. We need to be looking and need to have open hearts so when God brings someone, we can see them and we can receive them into our lives. But... You still need to deal with the past, okay? How many of you are good at sweeping things under the carpet? You don't like to deal with issues. The majority of personality styles, that's what we do. 
Instead of, you know, we don't want conflict, so we just sweep it under the rug and act like it never happened, and we try to go on. But you know what? It's still there. And we still need to deal with those things. Not to bring up, I'm not saying you need to deal with them to rehash all the pain, but in order to bring freedom into our lives, there's some things we need to do. So instead of giving you homework, I'm going to give you some mom work today, okay? So as you leave today and go on your merry life, here's your mom work. Whether your mom is living or if your mom has passed on, the one thing you can do is forgive. You can forgive them because you can, Christ has forgiven us. And he has called us to forgive. Pastor Stormy, that was part of the message last week that was so good. And so many of you came down here to the altar and you forgave. We are called to forgive. So whether your mother is living or gone on um, in death, you can still forgive them. But if your mom is still here on earth, how many of you still have your mom? She's still alive. Okay, then this is for you. I'm going to talk about reconciliation. This is the last thing we're going to talk about today. If your mom is open to it. Now, you cannot force her, okay? You can't force anybody to do anything. But if your mom is open to it, try to reconcile your relationship with her. The word reconcile means, it's up here, to end a conflict and to put people back into a friendly relationship. See, when people are reconciled, they are restored to those from whom they were alienated and they're able to reconnect. This next statement is probably my favorite today. If you don't get anything, get this. When you reconcile with a willing mom, you don't forget the past. You redeem it. Okay? We don't act like that never happened You know, that was someone else, that wasn't my life. No, God comes in and he helps us to redeem our past. He redeems it. That's what Christ has come to do, is to redeem us. Not to sweep things under the carpet, but to reconcile us and redeem our past. So here's the steps that you need to do to reconcile. If you still have your mom on the earth, and really these could be for any relationship that is estranged. If you, with your mom, your dad, a friend, your sister, okay, whoever it is, you could have these steps, go through these steps to reconcile a relationship. Number one, the first step is confronting. We look at the word confronting a lot of times as a negative word, but the word confronting means to face, to face the reality of something. When you confront someone, and do it out of a spirit of love, you don't come with your finger out and accusing, but you come and say, you know what? I know these things happened. A lot of times, things were beyond the control of maybe your mom, maybe your control, but bring them into reality and say, it did affect me. But I'm going to tell you, each of these steps I'm going to tell you that you do, you have to be open to allowing your mother to do as well. Your mom may bring some things to your attention that you did to hurt her. 
and you need to listen to those. Again, you're facing things, bringing them to reality. Step two is you apologize and you accept apologies. You apologize. And you may say, I didn't do anything wrong. It was my mom. It was this person. They were the one that was wrong. No, we can always apologize for our part. Even if all you can say is that I'm sorry that things happened the way they did. We can always be sorry for there being brokenness in a relationship. So we confront. Number two, we apologize. Number three, we forgive and we ask for forgiveness. Remember we talked about that, how it's how you respond to mothering. So we played a part in that as well. We may not have been the easiest children to raise. So let's take responsibility and we forgive. We ask for forgiveness. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 12. Forgiveness means, before I do that, you release her and cancel her debts to you. Release her from those things in the past. Release her from those debts. You cancel them. You write them off and say, you don't owe me for those anymore. Matthew 6, verse 12. Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. And this is what he said. He said, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven. Left, remitted, and let go of the debts and have given up resentment against our debtors. You know what we do to our moms? We let her off the hook. We don't make her pay for those years that maybe she was absent. We don't make her pay for the lack of mothering. We let her off the hook for that. And we become responsible for our own healing. The goal here, okay, is to have relationship again with your mother. It's not to maybe solve every issue, especially... If they're later on in life, there's so many times that we're like, well, if it's not this way, then I'm not going to do it. Just have a relationship, okay? You don't have to open up and have Sunday dinner with her every week if that's not possible. But work to reconcile with her. Bring that reconciliation back to a friendly relationship with her. That's what God wants for each of our life. So to end today, y'all can go ahead and start that CD. And I'm going to ask you, have you missed out on anything in your mothering relationship? Has there been anything that you have held your mom accountable for? Have you been like that lost little bird that's out looking? You're looking for other things to fill in those places in your heart. To fill in for the things that you didn't get for your, from your mom. Whether you're a male or a female, we all have those needs. And I want to pray for you. If you know there are things that I'm still missing. As an adult, I still am carrying that with me. So I'm going to ask you to stand and if that's you, I want you to come to the front.
and I want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And let's all just open up our hearts. Let's ask God to come in and heal. Father, we want more of you. Father, we know, God, we know, God, that you're the healer. You're the reconciler. You're the one, that God, that can heal broken hearts. Lord, you're the one that can heal. And we look to you, God. We look to you, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the next thing I'm going to ask is if you have a mother's heart, I want you to come up and stand with these. Those of you that are healthy and have a mother's heart, I want you to come up and help me to pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. Pray your healing, God. The rest of you, reach out your hands and stand with us. Father, I pray, Lord, that you come in. You heal as only you can do, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we need men as well. Heal God. You heal God. Heal Gina's heart, God. Heal God. In the name of Jesus, may she look to you, God. In the name of Jesus, heal those places, God, in her heart. Yes, God, break every stronghold, God. In the name of Jesus, pray your healing over Linda's life, God. You heal, God. Heal those broken places, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Pray your healing over Juanita's life, God. You heal, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. You heal, God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, I pray that over Vicky's life healing power, God. Redeem the past, God. Help her to forgive, Lord. Help her to forgive. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You're healing, God. You're healing, God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus, healing God, you're healing God, in the name of Jesus, God, pray your healing power, your healing power, God, healing power, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, healing power, God. Heal, God, their hearts. Healing, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you. You are there for us, God. You're there for us, Lord, and we can always depend on you, God. 
in the name of Jesus and Lord over each one. God, I pray you bring those mothering relationships into their life. God, you bring those mothering relationships, Lord God, into their lives. Father, people to stand with them. People, God, to believe in them. People to protect them and nurture them. Help them, God. Help them, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your love. For your love, God. For all of you down here from this moment on, you've got to make a choice. Okay? From this point on, this is like a choice, a crossroads that from now on, that is the past. It was a part of who I am, but it's not anymore. I have Christ now, and he has a future for me. And you have to learn to open up your heart again to Christ and to others.